Hey, everybody. We are live. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Mav, and this is, although you just saw episode 16, that was a screw up. This is actually episode 17. So thank you for joining us. Um, I have some amazing guests here for the first time. We have a legitimate full panel on this podcast, so it should be really exciting. Um, we got Mr. 3-Bit here uh, at Twitter's VGHD. Uh, you want to say hello? Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> um, now we also have Assassin Lupa. Hello, everybody. Then we got the one nice and we got the one and only Fugly. Hey everyone, nice to see you. Have a that's a fun show tonight. And last but definitely not least, especially in my heart, is the lovely Caitlin, and she is at Twitter at CaitlinX0615. Now, especially uh, interesting because she will be joining us live every week. She is stuck with me now on this podcast. She will be uh, acting as the chat manager. She will be chiming in with her random thoughts and language, and it should be uh, interesting. Language, you have to say that. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a fun show, and it, it's we're going to give it a go, give it a whirl, and see how this thing goes. And we'll see. We will we'll keep this format going forward. Uh, I want to especially welcome all of you in the chat that have joined us so far. Xbot clowns, my man, uh, bacon. Bacon from the dead. Uh, Mr. Tushy, uh, unknown, is always there. Pong. And I, I see you there in the chat, Fugly, interacting. So thank you for that. So we always start this podcast with the fun speculation of the week. And um, can you hold on a second? <laughs> see, I told you she's just going to chime in randomly. You didn't, you didn't no, let me say hi. Oh, okay. Say hi, babe. I'm sorry. See you. Hi. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You didn't I didn't. Her, I didn't let her speak. Yeah. That's that's common in our household. Sometimes I don't let her speak. I'm sorry. I'll try and do better. No, that's not. I, he doesn't tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, so what has right. the last word. No, she tells, me, she tells me what to do. And that's how it is. And that's okay. Thank you for catching me on that, babe. I, I know that if you didn't catch me now, I would hear about it later for sure. So You'll still hear about it later. <laughs> I'm sure I will. All right. So our fun speculation of the week this week is going to be how is Xbox going to handle having all these studios and all these announcements are going to have to make. Now, typically a studio uh, or publisher maybe have like eight or nine studios tops, you know, and they're going to have, you know, five or six projects at one time in the works, but this is going to be a unique situation in the years ahead. We're going to have uh, multiple studios working on multiple projects all at the same time. You can have up to 30 projects in the works the news of announcements plus uh, reveals and trailers is going to be interesting because the normal format for the largest publisher, I believe now in video games is not going to work. So I, I want to go around the table and see what you guys think about that. Uh, and we'll start with uh, you, Mr. Three bit. Yeah. So, so um, basically I think Microsoft's approach to the next generation uh, is just to prove other people wrong. <laughs> um, they, they've had this sort of agenda uh, or this sort of tagline for a lot of the generation that um, they have no games, um, that their services is, isn't as good, or, or whatever their, the tagline was uh, for the, what was it, uh, three, four years. 
Yeah. Um, and it seems like Phil is is essentially just over time just breaking down the barriers of of what people think about Xbox. I think, and um, it's basically eliminating people's uh, arguments about what is uh bad about Xbox. Um, right now they are kind of the king of Western RPGs, even though the games that games are not even out yet. Uh, I think it's safe to say with Obsidian and and uh. And uh, Bethesda, they got little brother and, um, and big brother now, right? Yeah, it's so weird. They're they're together again. Yeah, like uh, they had a nasty breakup, and now they're finally back together. Um, yeah, I think it, with twenty three different studios, it brings variety, right? Like they don't um have just first person shooters or or just RPGs. They are sort of uh with the twenty three studios bringing a variety of the racing games. Forza, you have. Uh, uh, Ninja Theory with the third person and and uh, the initiative bringing that AAA huge experience that can be compared to maybe something like uh, Tomb Raider or um, Last of Us or and and, and all that. So um, yeah, I, I really like their approach um, that they've been working on. They, they've been very communicative with the community. Like um, like I message Aaron Greenberg a couple times. He Message me back, and that's not very common. Lucky with uh, <laughs> it's not very common. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this next generation. What that's do you guys have to say about it? Breaking of Aaron Greenberg, though, he also like had that trailer, um, the God's Geeks, and he made a point to make sure he put that at the end of the lot launch stream. So that's just interacting with community, um, big time, you know. So yeah, I want. What are your thoughts on uh? Xbox and how they're going to handle, you know, all of these game announcements they're going to be having to make over the years, Lupa. Uh, I think that they will, they will put out some shows here and there, maybe one or two a month. I think they said they're going to launch three AAA titles to four AAA titles a year. I actually see them doing that. Um, I'm looking forward to what they're going to be bringing out. I hope they handle it well. I hope they get a hang on how to deal with uh, putting out live streams or streams letting people know because they've messed a few up. Um, yeah. Maybe they should, maybe should they, they should book Dealer or Colt to make their uh, videos. <laughs> be yeah. really good. Um, but, yeah, I think that they will do it. They are getting a grip on things now. I think everything – I love the way they're transparent and they're looking after the gamer for a change, and that's nice. I agree. What about you, Pugly? What do you think? Oh man! So it's it's kind of a different kind of contrast the way Sony did it and the way Microsoft did it. Now I've been I've been reading some articles and I don't know I'm not an insider I don't know how true they are but one of the things that was supposed to happen was PlayStation Five was supposed to release last year so a year ahead of the Xbox but because they were vocal because they were upfront they they were open uh, to the fans to everybody about the tech the the device the in and ins and outs. Um, so I, uh, I've heard that Sony decided to do a little bit of a revamp on their system to try and release at the same time or trying to compete with it. So one of the things about them being all open and everything, it, it's good. Um, it's definitely not bad. Um, and there's just so much to think about that. Like, uh, Lupa was saying for them to release at least a triple a game every quarter, 
there's not going to happen overnight because all these studios, it's hard to manage. Just like thinking of you having one kid opposed to having five kids, they got to manage, but they also have to manage the, uh, the cycle, you know, and it's a cycle of uh, work, work, and then output, output, output. Um, so there's things to settle, but, uh, I, uh, as far as them announcing, um, I think the best way to do it, it they haven't been re- they've they've been open, but they haven't really been doing a good job of things because every event starting with the May event, then the July event, um, and then there was nothing done on November 9th, which I was hoping for them something. That's been really consistent. They're always holding some back, and that's something that's frustrating. Hopefully, they get better at it or or start improving on things. You know, uh, uh, once they get a rhythm going, you know, they settle down with all their studios. They're definitely going to get a rhythm going. There's no need for E3. There's not going to need for Game Awards. If every quarter there's something coming out, they're going to have a rhythm or a, some sort of calendar agenda, if you will, of, okay, so we'll announce something for quarter one, quarter two, and they'll have the little things going and going. And you can always expect that year after year after year after year. Uh, hopefully that that's the way it'll go. Do you have anything to add with this, babe? No? Yeah, I'm mute, by the way, I think. <laughs> Sorry, Kaylee was being loud. Oh, uh, um, okay. No, I don't. Yeah, what about what's going on in the chat? Anybody got anything interesting about this? Um, No, not about that. <laughs> awesome. So yes, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in with my <laughs> thoughts on this. So, um, personally, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to uh, figure out um, how to have so many announcements because, you know, you got, like I said before, you got like 30 potential games in the works at the same time uh, from one publisher. So that's never really been a problem before in video games where you have so many different things that are potentially big deals, right? To um, you At E3, you've always had, okay, EA had their stuff, you know, Bethesda did their thing, you know, they had their own thing, you know, then they, then you got, um, even like Obsidian would have like, uh, their show, their game show up at somebody else's stage potentially, you know what I mean? So, um, it's going to be different to have so many freaking game announcements and people anticipating trailers and videos and, um, things from so many different studios that you can't just like, Microsoft can't just have this like two events and expect everything to get out there. So marketing wise, it's going to be a, a problem, not only because that, but that's also been one of Microsoft's weaknesses in the past is actually games marketing and showing things the way they deserve to be seen. Right. So yeah. now I'm thinking like, you know, they're going to have to come up with a new structure, you know, kind of like Nintendo direct. I know that the, the inside Xbox thing is kind of similar to that, but like, I think we're going to see more bigger things more frequently uh, similar to maybe we have been this year where we because we didn't have E3, we've had been having this drip feed of news constantly from Xbox every every two weeks is like some kind of huge announcement. And I think it's going to keep driving this hype and excitement for Xbox and keep growing the brand and Game Pass, especially. So um, it's exciting times ahead. And I don't think people are prepared because those games aren't ready to show yet. They're not ready to reveal yet. Um, we know what a lot of them are. We don't know what some of them are. So when they start dropping these like constantly every two weeks and the new video, new trailer, then you got new game announcement, new video, new trailer, new game announcement. It's going to be insane. And it's all coming to Game Pass. So, hey, guys, it's an exciting time to be a uh, Xbox gamer. 
So we'll see what they do. They could decide to have like two big shebang shows, right? Or maybe keep Bethesda separate kind of in its own entity and let them do their own thing. You know, so it's I'm curious. I, tell me what you guys think in the chat or in the comments. Uh, I'm curious yeah, to know. I could jump in. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this year, if, if if anything, this year has taught me just personally is how much I miss E3. <laughs> Because I'm so tired of, of of seeing all these different events like Ubisoft, right? The, the let's say the the Ubisoft event, and they show like three games, and that's their live stream. Or would you rather have like all these small, you know, uh, events where they show like three or four games that, and then that's our that's our thing? Or E3 where you just have this celebration of games? Like I I would rather have E3. And I kind of miss E3. I actually went um, last time, and, and it was a fun time. But something I, I hope that doesn't go away is an event like E3. I I, <laughs> I hope uh, if everything is, is better next year, um, we could still have events like E3. I think it's important to the industry mm-hmm. um, not to just have everybody just do their own event. Um and do their own thing. I think Sony started it. Dang it, Sony. <laughs> they like they like uh, pulled out of E3, and it was like this huge thing, but a lot of other companies started to do it too. Yeah, it's definitely been weird without E3 or that one big show. And in a way, it, we almost had, it seemed like we had more news because of it, because it was so spread out. You know, it was, this lead up to next gen was like, Nothing we've ever had before with hype, you know. I think E3 before we always had this like one big thing, and it's like okay, now there's just a long waiting game with some small news on the way. That was like big thing after big thing, with the biggest being the Zenimax Bethesda acquisition, surprising everybody the day before pre-orders went live. Um, yeah, so <laughs> for sure, I'm gonna switch switch gears here to a new topic, and I know uh, this one, babe, you may actually have an opinion on. So I'll go to you first if you want. And that is going to be um, the Master Chief Collection. It had yeah. an update. And mm-hmm. this is something on Xbox, especially, that we are getting at where a generation ago, back in 2013, if you guys remember all the ramblings and all the controversy about all these definitive editions that kept coming out, like Dishonored Definitive Edition and things like that. This time around, at least on Xbox, we are getting... Several enhanced versions of games for free, whereas seven years ago, we would have been sold that stuff, right? It would would have been sold to us as a new product, and we're getting those as free enhancements. With just this past week, we got Master Chief Collection and Mortal Kombat 11, which Mortal Kombat 11 was all all consoles on, uh, I think, next week or the week after, something like that. We're getting Madden. You know, I think um, several other games are are doing the Sea of Thieves did it. so the Master Chief Collection update, what do you what do you think about how that made the game feel for you? Uh, it feels like a new game. But honestly, Halo's kind of timeless for me anyway. But it just made it that much better. Like I'm I can't stop playing it right now. Literally. That's that's what if I go downstairs and I'm playing a different game, I'll see you in the bedroom and you're playing Master Chief Collection. And I'm like, holy crap. That's it's it looks good because I've been playing on my monitor, yeah. right? And the monitor looks good also. When I see it on that screen that we have in the bedroom and you're playing, I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I should have been down here playing Master Chief Collection. Right? Like Yeah. Um it, it what do you think, three bit? I know you've been 
So three bit. First off, can we not even talk about this, please? <laughs> no, it's three, a sore subject. Three bit <laughs> is a former Halo professional gamer, and he, we've been playing with him. And especially in Halo Four, we were playing, and I, I, I am decent at Halo. I'm not horrible. I'm not. I'm not great. You know, I'm not like a professional, but I, I'm. I'm pretty decent at at Halo. But this guy over here. He plays with us, and I'm hanging with him. And then we switch to Halo Four, and he gets 47 freaking kills. And he almost like I, I, nobody else on his team at the time did anything, but he won the game with 47 freaking kills by himself against a 14 dig squad. At me, Mav. Was it a dig at me? No, no, yeah. it's not a dig at you, Luke. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't so, know. Three bit. What do you? What do you think, you freaking jerk? <laughs> Listen, I I love Halo, man. Like I grew up with Halo. Um, me and my sisters would always play, like, would like play Halo every single day. And um, on Halo PC, like my dad, he would like uh join the server because if it's on the same network, it's like LAN almost. He would join in our server and get in like a banshee on Blood Gulch and just run us over. <laughs> and we're like, who is this guy? Um. And uh, so it's, it's like very close with me because it's it's sort of the reason why I got into like animation too um, in the industry, and uh, it's like very close and dear to my heart. So the MCC collection, it's it's very, I'm I'm glad they just keep improving on it because you know it started off kind of like a disastrous launch, and over time they just they didn't they wouldn't give up on it right they just kept adding stuff uh, no matter what the backlash was and, and now it's like such a huge feel it like like what caitlin was saying it does feel like a brand new game like uh, 120 frames per second is insane <laughs> it, it feels really good to play um did you play and, with the with the 120 field of view or did you play with uh yeah i, I eventually checked it out um because i guess you have to lower your uh what is it the uh resolution or something well, like you that. Well you do I think you do on that for the for the FPS, but I don't think you do have to on the on the field of view slider. I'm I'm not sure I'll double check on I forgot what it was. I, I I tried it. I forgot what I did. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Um to get it to come up you had to drop the resolution to Yeah was it the resolution or was it like the then it brought up the field of view and hmm. in a car as well. Then I went back and put it back to four K and it stayed there field of view and the huh. thing. I never had that problem. That's weird. But yeah. So that's cool, man. But keep going. It sorry. almost felt trippy <laughs> doing that at first. It's seeing the game in a whole new light. For sure. Is it supposed are you supposed to be faster? Because I feel so much faster. Mm-hmm. Feels faster. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I have definitely a th- I have a theory on that. I think it feels so. faster because you see more around you and like you have a better sense of how much ground you're covering, right? Um, with every step, but just because you have more um, more items in in your view moving, right? Whenever you move, so uh, maybe I, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Uh, I haven't been able to play at 120 frames because uh, I don't have a monitor that does that, right? So I'm jealous of you, and I think that's why you got 47 kills. <laughs> to see the before and after right like like for some of us like we we were playing right before the update and then the next day it was like we got to sort of see like the night and day 
difference, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I did um, in one night. Have you been oh, yeah. enjoying it, Lupa? Because you're you're new to to playing Halo multiplayer, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I found it very quick. Um, maybe my reactions aren't quick enough as well, which doesn't help. But I started to get better the more I played it. But I actually did try it before um, the old Halos, before the update, and um, the difference is night and day for sure. I have, to, I have to give you credit because um, when everybody left and there was just four of us, you stuck around and it was uh, me and Kate and you and uh, was that you, Fugly? Were you playing with us still? Or I forget who was playing with us. I was playing with you guys, yes. Actually, I started playing the update before anyone else while you guys were still updating. I was already doing some games and uh, from the from the previous game to that one, it was night and day. I said, man, even throwing grenades was very, very different. Which and uh, the, of course, what made the for me the be- the better it was the uh, the 120 degree view. That that was that was great. That's still great. 120 field of view for me, like, is the biggest difference. It and not only that, but they, it. I don't know if they made any other enhancements, but like they've been saying, it just feels like a new game. If you are a Halo fan, right now, like Halo Master Chief Collection for me is the best Halo experience you can have playing playing. Halo right now. Even over the great multiplayer of Halo 5, I implore everybody, please, if you're a Halo fan, which you can tell that I am by that thing that my wife got me that I built right there. Um it is a must-play title right now because it feels like a brand new game again. Halo 2 anniversary um multiplayer especially is uh it's just it's magnificent. So um yeah I, love I, I do think there's more than just uh seeing more frames and more area around you the the uh the gameplay the the way your movements uh they do seem faster you know yeah it feels like a faster game which that was always one of those things you kind of felt like you're running in mud when you're playing halo right like it almost I, feels like doom actually it, it, it kind of does because it's like with maybe the new stuff they did with field of view and or whatever they did Somehow it feels like it's you know, brought into the new century somehow, right? It, which, you know, I, I don't know how to explain how much better it feels than it did. But I played Master Chief Collection when it came out. I played it quite a bit of it. And I was like, okay, this feels old, kind of, and it was fun. But this feels like a new freaking game. And so, again, try, try it out. I know that we're obsessed with it right now. So I want the reason I'm talking about it so much is I want to raise awareness because I want more people playing Halo right now. Halo, it deserves it. It really does. They did a great job with that update. So I'll definitely um, be playing right after this podcast. Yeah, so. I, we probably will too later, right? Yes, yeah, same. That's yeah. my plan. Anybody wants to join yeah. us, uh, we can get a custom game going. You know, have like six on six or whatever. Yeah, it'll be a blast. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a bits uh, team. I'll call it. I'm a bits team. Was it? You said what? <laughs> I said I'll be in uh, three bits team. I'm oh, three it. bits! No, no, that's yeah. not fair. Man, last time I was against him for like four or five rounds, <laughs> I probably been killed like fifty times. So this guy, he he like sets up a custom game and he sets himself on on his own team, and then two teams of three, oh, and he yeah. he he almost won. <laughs> he you were, he was like two kills away from winning that against two teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. against two yeah. teams. And and Lupa, when it was just me, uh, you and Kate and somebody else, uh, I can't I, honestly, I can't remember who the fourth person was. 
Uh, but we actually won two games on Team Slayer. Okay. Or I, I'm sorry, one was a draw. We, we got a draw, a draw. Yeah. And, and a win. So you definitely have been holding your own on that. So I want to talk to each one of you, um, starting with uh, 3-Bit, about what is another game maybe that you've noticed with backwards compatibility without even um, the optimization, right? Just a backwards compatible game that you've noticed uh, maybe an improvement on that makes it feel feel good again. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. One definitely felt pretty good. And I'm, I'm coming from the 1S, so I know some people are coming from the 1X. To me, everything feels like drastically different and, and good. Um, and I also tried out Witcher 3. Uh, and the fast travel on that is just... <laughs> it's just like a second. Right. You can go from place to place. Um, so those are like the two that stand out to me. Um, of like feeling very, just like drastically different. Because when I played Jedi Fallen Order on the Xbox One S, the environments just look very blurry. I just got used to it over time. Um, and like the character, like I always... It, it, it's like something that always like, bothered me. Like his hair was always very blurry, and I'm, I'm just like, uh. but when I play on Series X, it's just like everything's clearer. It's just smoother. Um, Witcher three for sure with the fast travel. You guys should try that out. Just go to Witcher three, load up a game, try a fast travel. It's it's like like a second. Um, I stopped playing Witcher three. Because I want to experience the the next gen patch coming up, um, yeah. And I just like okay, this is great, but you know, I I want to <laughs> I want to experience this in, in even fuller glory. Uh, but those are the two games. Oh, I'm trying to think of another one, but th- those are like the two games I could think of. What are you, babe? Out to me. Have you? I, I know we were playing one last night that kind of seemed different. Oh, Soul Calibur. No, uh, Dead or Alive. Oh yeah. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> she gets some confused. It's okay. Those are two similar games. But yeah, Dead or Alive yeah. Six, like uh it, it felt really smooth. Frames, right? Yeah. Um that that game was pretty much unplayable, right? I know that we talked about it last night and we said we're gonna that play it. You have a favorite character on there? Yes. <laughs> I think she likes all the costumes, you know? All the outfits. Um, very interesting. Anything going on in the chat right now? Yeah, I was going to tell you. Um, is it infinite? Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? it it's infinite 380. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just um, kidding. It's okay. it's infinite. Oh, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> he said, yeah. so who does one have to blow to be on Mav and Caitlin's podcast? He um, said, "Apparently, Fugly paid the price." Oh, gee, you, <laughs> you were going for oh, that. Fugly. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, it was it was fun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, boy, hello. <laughs> I suck. Well, I'm getting better. So, what about you, Fugly? What's a what's a backwards compatible game that you've noticed has been dramatically better um, playing? Well, you know what? You never played on an Xbox before, right? I so have you- never. So no, well, let me rephrase the question for you. Which uh, Xbox game feels great that is an older game um, maybe that you weren't expecting to play as well? as? Well, all I've been playing is older games. I haven't bought any of the new ones. I've been playing. Uh, I mean, I, I've started playing Fallen Order, and I was hopping between games here, 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 here. But 
since I started playing. I don't play easy mode or intermediate or normal. I, I always play the games, even the the MCC Halo that I started at the Legendary. So I started the uh, Fallen Order at the uh, uh, Jedi Grandmaster level. And I, something just clicked on me, so I'm stuck in that game. I mean, that's all I've been playing. But all the other games I tried, they seem really fun. They, they I mean, I know they're old games, but I've never played them. So to me, they're new, uh, including MCC. Uh, I've already beat uh, Halo 3 and two, uh, Combat Involved, and I'm working on 2 now. And, and now 4 came out on, con- on PC, but I think I'm just going to do it on the console until Infinite comes out. Um, as far as the frames go, they, they're, they're looking smooth. You know, I like it. Uh, I'm used to that from playing on PC, uh, but but it's I'm digging a console. I, I really dig it, all the games I've played. Um, I'm not sure which first game I'm going to buy out of the new ones. Uh, I haven't purchased Assassin's Creed. Now, I do, I do own and I've played all of the Assassin's Creed games on PC, on Steam. I love them. I am a huge, like Lupa, I'm a huge Assassin's Creed fan. I used to even play the multiplayer, which is it's still fun. But I haven't bought the new one because I am on the fence. I, I am just undecided whether I want to buy it on Steam or I want to buy it on X. Um, I, that's why I haven't bought that. Same thing goes for Cyberpunk when it comes out um, and so forth. And so on most of the games, unless they're the first party games, are going to be on uh, solely on the X or Game Pass. But Game Pass will also have it on PC. So I'm that's something I haven't made up my mind about. Um, what about and you, I like Lupa? All the games. I know, I know, Lupa. You've been playing pretty much Assassin's Creed Valhalla all the all the time. But is there anything older that you've been playing? Like maybe it's from the Xbox One or before. Uh, that's where you're wrong. I haven't. No, <laughs> I've been no. I've been playing it a couple of three hours a day, and then I've been switching, or I'll play it today, and then tomorrow I'll play something else and mix mix it up. And um, there's two that I have noticed: Borderlands Three is very nicely enhanced and very good much like mcc it is amazing and the second one that i'm new to because i missed out on it first time round for personal reasons was titanfall 2 and i've got halfway through the campaign and i don't want to put that down it's so good it's so responsive so good and i'm really enjoying it I and I'd already hundred percented Jedi Order, so didn't really want to go back to it at the moment. Titanfall two feels really, really, really good. Really, really good. Yeah, that was already like a great game that a lot of people mm-hmm. overlooked, you know. So, um, I think with these updates and uh, that we not even just the updates, but the games that just run better because they're on Series X or Series S mm. is. I think it's going to bring new life to a lot of these games that may have been dormant for a long time. Um, and the reason I was bringing it up with you, babe, was uh, Dead or Alive 6. Because uh, that was a regretted, regretted purchase that I had made. Um, and that game, we, we always played like Dead or, Dead or Alive 4 you know, together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and games like that. Right? And Dead or Alive 6 we bought. And it just like ran like crap. It would like freeze, you know, it would uh, crash. The frame rate was jittery and all over the place. And it's a fighting game. So you can't really have that experience with the fighting game and expect to enjoy it, you know. 
Um, so when I saw Digital Foundry did their breakdown of Dead or Alive 6 and they said it was running at 60 frames per second smooth like butter, I was like, holy crap, you know? Um, and that's without any kind of update or optimization or anything like that. So we booted up that game and played it. And honestly, like, it feels like one of the smoothest, best fighting games out there right now. And we were just playing it last night. And it brings to life what I think a a lot of the creator's vision was for these games. Um, What they intended for us to experience, but was limited by the hardware. Uh, Maybe PC players on a lot of these titles got to experience that. But console gamers kind of got the the crappier experience, you know. And um, I think that there's a lot of games that we can all go back to that maybe... Uh, we overlooked for example on playstation the big one that everybody's talking about there is days gone right uh, a game that kind of got bashed because of performance and 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 kind of didn't live up to what people expected but now people are loving that game right so there's so many uh on xbox too because of the how in, um expansive the backwards compatibility is um that I think deserve to be tried and especially with game pass um a lot of these games are on there now dead or live isn't I don't even know how expensive that game is. I think you have to pay pretty much full price for it still. But based on what we were playing, hey, I think that it's worth, it's worth, a, it's worth a shot. Jedi Fallen Order, like you guys were saying, Titanfall 2, yes. You know, uh, Borderlands 3 has the optimization update, but that's something that we got for free, you know? So uh, kudos to Xbox for, you know, making an emphasis on backwards compatibility and giving us that because it, like we've been saying before, it, it it enhances the value of what we already own, not just what's yet, yet to come. Um, anybody have any last thoughts on this? Dead or Alive is, is my game. Is I, it? I'm so good at that ninja guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, Ryu um, Habusa? Ryu. That's, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. We'll have to play, man. Um, yeah, the, way, the one thing more. about that game is like the weird... Uh, monetization for buying things like you go uh, you go on and you download dead or alive six you know you're you're downloading a hundred things you're not just downloading the game right you you see like everything pop up after it's done and then if you look at the storefront there's like a thousand items to to buy in the storefront like they sell every piece of clothing separately and stuff so that's interesting i wish they kind of didn't go with that approach but otherwise other than that like just fighting mechanics wise it's a great experience so um it's like it's like free, right? Uh, well, like, you get kind of you can buy you buy the fighters, right? So you can buy the core fighters, which comes with like all the main ones, or you, there's season passes, which comes with outfits, and then there also you can buy just the male characters or just the female characters. It's it's different. I mean, they went with kind of like remember when Killer Instinct launched on the Xbox, and they kind of went with that. Uh, different like approach to like coming out with a fighting game and they went seasonal and they had different stuff. They're trying different things. You know, I like to just come out with a fighting game, give me everything and, you know, maybe give me some unlockables and stuff, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting there, but the game itself uh, mechanics wise and the, the way it feels playing is, is strong. It is, it is strong. So I'm looking forward. We can, we can, we can uh, keep each other's ass in that for a while. Uh, one night now be careful babe um so be careful with her because she'll uh just keep kicking you no i don't i just bust button mash and whatever <laughs> happens happens so here's a question is button mashing a valid play style 
I'll go to you first, Tim. No. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Going to or, me? Yeah. Is, is button mashing oh. a valid play style? I don't know. It's what I do, though. <laughs> she's good at it. If it's not valid, it's she's, she's good, good at she's it. She's good at it. She's brilliant at it. She's, that's what she's doing. Props to her. <laughs> that's what I say, Caitlin. Keep going, girl. Thank you, Luba. <laughs> what are you drinking? Me? Yeah. Um, grape juice and vodka. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I figured it on your level. Yeah, I saw something there that you're drinking. I just wanted. And to I put it, it in a stemless wine glass, so that way I feel fancy. Oh, and do y'all notice her <laughs> Christmas tree? Yeah, that's too soon. I love, love the colors. That's bright. And both your rooms, both your rooms have like. Um, speaking of wine, did you uh, show? Caitlin, the I think she's a IGN employee. She spilled wine inside her Xbox Series X through the top, and no idea yeah, why. He told uh, me Lupa about was saying that you don't, you just, um, not saying it was Lupa. Uh, you just don't do that. But why would you do that? I, I don't get it. it. Wouldn't be me. That's stupid. No. And then there's the girl that why, why through her. Pull- uh, boyfriend's playstation in the subway oh, track yeah i saw, saw that he saw that i was like whoa and did you That's see how it ran did you see how he ran up the stairs yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like trying not he's trying not to make a scene but he already knows that the scene already happened you know so he's just running no, he's he just just running up there get away from her with his uh, playstation yeah man, that, that was crazy he must have done something pretty bad I don't know. Why was she carrying it? That's what I don't understand. I, I, that could not be in a setup. Oh, did I, show, did I show you guys the guy, the video of the guy that grabbed a PlayStation right inside of the store, and he just broke it? All that for clout. Yes, man. I don't understand. And then, why is this stuff happening with now? We all, we saw the one video of the guy made breaking the Xbox Series X that, but that that was a YouTuber that always does that. I think with like a, he buys with a new refrigerator. Tech. Yeah, it was so, fake. What was zoomed in on it? The was green it? inside the, the top, yeah, the top where the holes are. It was painted, which it definitely isn't. Ah, that's interesting. So, like, what? Why do these people do this, and why do we see more of it with PlayStation right now than X- Xbox? That's it's kind of it, weird. It's only for clicks, man. It has to be clicks. If it wasn't mm-hmm. for social media, if it wasn't for the internet, they wouldn't be doing this. No, no way. Absolutely no way. You're dead right. Three we're minutes. talking about it, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Got what they wanted. I don't know their names. You know, I didn't share out the videos, but yeah, I, I am talking about it right now. So you're right. It's like uh, when you know you see this like crappy trailer on TV. Like, why do they make that stupid trailer? And then that's all you talk about for a week, or you know, do a commercial. You don't want to give them kudos, but sometimes you can't yeah. help it. It's so stupid you that know, you have to say something. Yeah. Yeah, these people, there's some characters out there. I don't, you know, mm. but hey, you know, it was their money, I guess. So, you know, I he guess if they wanted. Box. He made it look like I an Xbox, like... but it really wasn't. He didn't do that. He had a hard time destroying that Xbox with that fridge, though. <laughs> I mean, it took a lot of hits. Yeah, yeah I he did. He did. Yeah. Um, it's all that MDF he used. Cloud, cloud, like MDF. console, like console says, man, all for cloud. That's exactly, that's exactly it. 
But you think about it, if, if you're a YouTuber, you know, if you're some some kind of social media guy and you do things like that, uh, your video goes viral. In one night, you commit at least $30,000. Like the first, the guy that did that to the Series X, man, his video, like in a couple of hours, it went to 300 and some thousand views. That is right there is several thousand dollars at least. That's so so it paid, it paid by itself, people. you know. And then, and then that guy goes around and buys six uh, Xbox Series Xs and sells them for $1,000. Oh, jeez. 3000 <laughs> But you know whose fault, is, the, who fault is that? That's, our, that's the consumer's fault. That's our fault for paying that money. Yeah. He, it's he our sold fault for every one that. of them for $3,000 a piece. I saw uh, King... King David, he sold his PlayStation space for three thousand, and I saw a guy. He one of the guys paid ten thousand dollars for a PS Five. I was like, "What is wrong with this?" If they need this blow, yeah, I guess whatever. Ten thousand dollars, no, no joke. Yeah, ten thousand dollars for a PS Five. Yeah, I, I really wanted one, but yeah, would you have paid ten grand? No, I would, I would pay like. I would say like I would pay cool. six hundred for you know one. Oh, I would okay. go over like a hundred bucks or something like that, you know. But I I wouldn't go fifty percent over like seven fifty. I think a lot of them are going for seven fifty, eight fifty right now. Even pay the five hundred. You would not have spent six hundred. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew she was going to say something. <laughs> I would just say. Right. Yeah, she would have given uh, me hell if I if I if I like overpaid for that instead of waiting. I. You know, it, it, I would have it, but I wouldn't be enjoying it. That's for sure. I was really close to selling my PS5, and then I just saw how hard it is to get an extra one. And I was just like, okay, I'll keep it. Yeah, and you, man, you got you got one of the lucky ones, and you, and you have had uh, just minor issues, right? So you you haven't had anything major. Yeah. So yeah, I just had a couple of crashes with uh, Astro's Playroom and uh, Miles. Just right. a couple of crashes. Yeah, that's that's typical stuff to expect around launch, you know. So just I know that they've been having some issues with the firmware and stuff uh, on on that side, and hope they get that fixed without anything major. But um, I think for the most part, for people, if they haven't had issues yet that already have them, then they're probably in the clear. You know what I mean? I think it's these uh, ones that maybe. Um, well, I saw one guy today. I know it's the Xbox podcast. I'm not trying to bash PlayStation. But one guy today had. It was a developer from uh, a, a game studio, right? A multi-platform game studio. And he had got his PlayStation. He was kind of annoyed because it, when he turned it on, it went, you know. And uh, he called PlayStation. It was not having luck and stuff. So he, he's, a, he's a developer. He's kind of a tech guy. He knows what he's doing, right? So he, he takes it apart. And it was just a, it was a sticker that had come loose inside of the of oh, inside oh, of the PlayStation, and it had gotten in the way of the fan. So when the fan was spinning, it was make, it was like the bicycle with the card thing, right? You know, it was making that sound. So I think I've heard that a lot on some of these videos. You know, when these people turn on the Playstations or some of the ones where the Xboxes even have issues, like it could be something as simple as that. But the average consumer is not going to know how to fix that problem. Right, so that PlayStation's going to be sent back. There's going to be a lot of refurbished next-gen consoles coming out soon. Does so. that ruin the, I, I saw that post. Does that ruin the warranty by you opening it or not? Yeah. Really? He, he said he had to take a security torque type screwdriver to get it open. So I don't know. 
you know, it is I usually those things have seals on them where if you break the seal, you know what I mean? Then it voids the warranty. But I don't know. He he knew what he was doing, but I wouldn't mess with it, right? Personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't take it apart unless I had somebody with me that I knew knew what they were doing. Uh, if you want extra storage, right? Because isn't it like you kind of see that those parts? No, for the, the for the extra storage, it's only the side cover you, that you just pop yeah. out. It's it's when you get into it, like the 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 other stuff where you break the seal and then open it further. Remember oh, the okay. guy that the Japanese guy that had the breakdown after he did that on the on the side panels and he pointed out the yeah, uh, I couldn't remember. It just that. He pointed at the labels and then he cut the labels and he for, continued further. So I'll say this about that, just personal. Um, I think the average person probably is not going to know how to access that. But at the same point, the average gamer is probably also not going to be looking to expand the storage as well. Right. So I think, you know, it would be nice to have a, an, another solution, especially since you can't move your play, PS5 games to an external drive. Um, that yep. could be a potential issue in the future, but. We won't really know until they actually make the those drives available to be used because it's actually a disabled feature even right now. So nobody can even do it until they come out with the updates later for that. So Yeah, um, that's I, just a firmware firmware yeah. update, so you can do that. Um anything going on in the chat, baby? Um Yunan just said he sent you a message about the dude that broke the Xbox Series X. I guess he knows his name. Plain Rock. Plain, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his name. I don't want to give him clout. Um, cool, man. Um, so we'll move on to the next topic. Did y'all happen to see um, the announcement from IO Interactive? Uh, they are the makers of Hitman. We ha- they have Hitman Three coming soon, um, which is a, a Series X, S, and PS5 game. Um, they actually had had a. Um, announcement to make that they were having a new project in the works and when they revealed it it is a new 007 game and that had my head spinning because you know history of you know 007 games james bond games are pretty good there's there's several that are were pretty good even on the 360 there was like a call of duty style james bond game that was actually uh, pretty fun to play um, and then also going back in the 64 days, we had GoldenEye. Um, there's been several Bond games that were pretty good. And then when you take the studio that makes Hitman, right? And then you say, okay, make a spy game, uh, you know, James Bond, um, MI, it was MI6, right? Is that what he's part of? I forget. Um, no, that's Mission. Is that Mission Impossible? What is, what is James Bond? Uh, James Bond. MI5. MI5. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you should be the expert on this, Lupa. Is it MI6? MI5. Um, MI5. Whatever the British ops special agents. Yeah. The CIA of the UK. Um, what, what, are your, what are your... Do you have any thoughts first, babe, on, on this game? What you would like to see from it? No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just I like to watch you play the Hitman games. Yeah, we, actually, I think one of your favorite games you ever watched me play was like Hitman Two. Yes. Not the new one, but the old like Hitman. Yeah. 2. Yeah. Right. Good What's stuff. your favorite thing about that? I don't know. It's just 
<laughs> no, don't ask me this shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is fun. Three bit. <laughs> um, an awesome announcement. I, I was uh talking to my boss about it. Actually, he uh my my boss wrote Darkness, the first game. Um, and he he's like a huge spy. Uh, like he he loves Mission Impossible. He loves like old spy movies. And so stuff you like said. That. So when he, hold on, let me interrupt you real quick. You said your boss wrote the Darkness game. It's the first Darkness game. Yeah, that's the one Did with that. Love that uh, oh yeah, that's like hey Jackie. Yeah, yeah we that love that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great game. That's love cool, it. man. All right, sorry. Yeah. Go on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah my, my my boss he's he's great great writer um his name is paul jenkins if you guys want to look him up yeah. but um yeah and he he was telling me like how much he he loved uh the spy movies and, and stuff like that i love hitman franchise like over time it's, it's amazing what io interactive was able to do with it um and it's like a perfect match. It's like something IO really deserves, right? Like the Hitman games don't get as much recognition as like some other franchises. Um, but I feel like if they had an IP like 007, then it would just, you know, it'd be very successful. So awesome that they're they're getting um, the 007 IP because I feel like the Hitman games are pretty much like 007 games, anyways. Like uh. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I felt um, the same way. Guys... Man. It's yeah. just like what a guys... perfect like marriage there. You know what I mean? Just like, and also it's an independent studio, right? So for them to an independent studio like that to be able to get a license like that is it's not something you see every day. It's usually these these big time publishers that that get those opportunities. You got any thoughts, Lupa, on your hometown hero, James Bond? Well, I. Completed Goldeneye back in the day, so I'd like to see what they do with it. I guess it might be good. Who knows till you play it? It's yeah. subjective. Each and every single gamer. That's true. So yeah, I mean it's it's exciting if it comes off. It's if it's true and it works, then I'll give it a go. Are you a Bond fan in general? Do you like the movies and stuff? My husband is more. I find him a bit repetitive. And I think it's whoever's playing Bond as well draws you in. Yeah. If it's somebody you are, like. Are you, are you not a Daniel Craig guy? You're not not a, that uh... Daniel Craig guy. No, I didn't like him in it at all. <laughs> Who was oh, your favorite? Taylor, no. Timothy Dalton? Um, Pierce Brosnan? No. John Connery. Sean Connery, the Bond. Rest in peace, Sean. He is Bond. You can't just yeah, say Bond. You have Sean. to say the Bond. And I'll take Aptitch for three hundred dollars. Bugly, you got any Todger thoughts? Roger Moore on? for the win for Everybody real gamer. That's a joke. <laughs> you still there, babe? Yeah. Um, who's going to be the new Bond? Rumors Is it still up in the air. No, his name is James. James. Should be. It's Disney. that girl. I forgot her name. I thought it was uh, going to be Idris Elba. That's what I thought. I was really hoping it was going to be Idris Elba. You just think he's hot. I do. Well, that's because he is. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, you guys, if you've seen the newest trailer, it's that girl. She's gonna be the new Bond. I forgot. Oh, there's a, it's gonna be a girl. Is gonna be Bond. Yeah. Yeah. So what is her name gonna be? James. Like Doctor Who got took over by a woman, but she's doing a great know. job. <laughs> so it, some people are not really liking that move, you know. So they feel it's like a political political correct statement, you know. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. It's just that some people are more fond of the character. Personally, I don't care as long as it's a good movie, right? Yeah, this is it. And there's it's a, like a good movie. The Doctor Who also had like had moved to a girl also, so it like it, it is interesting when you see like these known characters, right, that you identify with like so much as a specific thing, and then all of a sudden it's like something completely different. So I get why like people could be. Uh, surprised or like maybe even upset if they were really in love with that character right but at the same point it's all entertainment right this is all for fun um and they just start getting a different audience you know just like if they were if they are ever to make they made a superwoman so they're they're ever to make a spider woman it'll be the same thing they're just starting a different audience so pong soul says um that he thought the Bond writer said that Bond will not be a female and it will be a spinoff. Well, that would what? make sense. Like if they went, maybe mm-hmm. it'd be like his um, illegitimate daughter that he just found <laughs> found out about from one of those Bond girls in all the Bond movies. You know, but, I, I don't but, know. But if you're part of the, um... no, I okay. You can look this up. Um, type in "new Bond girl" on Google, and Lashana Lynch. She's the new Bond, unless. Unless that is the spinoff that he's talking about, yeah, I don't know. We'll have okay. to we'll have to look that up. We'll do it eventually. I'm going to have like a movies slash podcast, and we'll have some fun talking about this. Regardless of the movie, I don't think the game is going to be like that. I think the game is sticking to the uh, traditional story. But you know, if if any if anything, man, I don't know if you guys are like me. But when, when I was growing up in the in the nineties, I had two sisters and my brother, and our rivalry in games, it was enormous. Uh, starting from the Nintendo and Super Nintendo days, we spent hours just battling each other. So when GoldenEye came about, man, uh, when GoldenEye came about, we, we would literally sit hours and hours a day on the couch versus game. Uh, so ho- hopefully this one will have something similar where you have a very fun multiplayer uh, experience. It would, it would just be great, you know. Yeah. Whenever I think of Bond games, I do my mind jumps to multiplayer. You know. Yeah. Um, did you, any of y'all I play? The, IO has never done. I they had, has did IO? they have Hitman multiplayer before? I don't think so. I can't think of Hitman that was multiplayer. Can you? I don't know. <laughs> well, they kind of had that. Like, so the the one thing they did is like that contracts mode, right? Where like uh, it's kind of multi. It's not multiplayer, but like. You set a challenge that other people have a chance to, to beat, or something like that, kind of. You know what I mean? So it's still community focused, but you're not competing directly against somebody. Kind of like Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remaster, where you're like you're trying to always beat people's scores and stuff, and set challenges. You know what I mean? I think they had something like yeah. that with Hitman with contracts. You can like assign a target and how you're supposed to try and take them out, right? Um, so that was interesting. But they had this 360 game that was kind of like Call of Duty. Um, anybody remember that game? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty I'm, good. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why, but for some reason, a lot of the games nowadays, 
They're not supporting the couch play, the four-player couch play. That was, when I was growing up, that was just fun. You know, getting on a plane online is fun, but sometimes you got a family or friends over. The uh, four-player couch play, it's just fun. I'm not sure why they're not supporting that, and uh, not a lot in most of the games. Yeah, Nintendo does that. Third Five has that, actually, surprisingly, which was is kind of like, I don't know the last time we've seen that in a racing game, you know, on uh, besides Nintendo. So, so it's again. a four-way split screen. Yeah, they for, got a, they got a, yeah, they got a four-way split screen. For oh the man, five. that's that's just nice. I like that. Um, and so, babe, you played on the sixty-four a lot back in the day, right? Did you ever play Goldeneye? Yeah. No. No. Did you ever play? I played what? Yeah, I've never. You missed I never out. Seen the James Bond movie. <laughs> You yeah. both said you're not Daniel Craig people, right? I, I like no. the Daniel Craig movies. I, I thought Skyfall was one of the best um, Bond movies. I love that. I like how he went back to his like old old house, you know, and set the booby traps thing. It's kind of like Home Alone, but for adults, you know. Uh, Wasn't it was that awesome. I love that movie? Skyfall, oh, yeah, but for a different reason. Uh, Tom Cruise was in the Mission Impossible movies. Is is that James Bond? No, it's different. That's different. Oh. Um, they, uh, but Tom, those are great movies too. You know, I, I love those movies, and that would be a franchise I could see them doing something in video games with. You know, um, that would be that could be fun. Um, pretty much like Uncharted. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the stuff that the action sequences in the Mission Impossible movies are just insane. You know, um, but I think it has has to be tom cruise doing it I, I remember the last one he broke his ankle doing jumping from building yeah. to building you i know? remember that yeah i it watched was that in real time that was sick <laughs> yes. yeah chucky chan did the same thing when he was making a movie crazy yeah. um, and i love skyfall but not for the movie i love the adele song yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's my secrets. yeah that's it's another thing about bond that. is the song and the villains. The, mm-hmm. the villains are George great too. Yeah, same. I do same love Sam the Raimi. music. Was that his name? Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the director. No, the, the, the right? No Country from Old Men guy. You remember in Skyfall when he takes takes out the like mouth thing? Or was that Sky? That was like that was which one was that? I think that was that was casino. Who's that guy that played uh, Javier Bardem? A queen. What's his name? There was a guy from No Country for Old Men, that, Javier Bardem. He was he was one of the villains. Oh, he was a great villain. Um, but one of them, I, I think it was was it Skyfall? I can't remember the guy who played Queen in a Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, uh, he was, um, Ra- Ra- is it oh, no. Ra- Rami Ismail? Is that his name? Rami something? Rami Malik? Is it Rami Malik? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think that's Freddie Mercury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, Queen's Googling it. <laughs> yeah, it, it is Rami. I'm looking it up right now. You can tell. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not cheating, guys. Yeah, it's Rami Malik. Um yeah, he he was good in that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie too. Um, so hopefully the game will be similar to that you know they got to start somewhere and then because it because usually you want to start a good solid entry in, into that series and then follow up with a nice sequel you know what i mean yeah there's i mean i think the sky's the sky falls a limit for uh for this game <laughs> and 
um it's story wise you know I, I that developer uh can do a good story you know uh they can um set up good sequences of gameplay and uh they have good mechanics and the graphics in some of those hitman games are gorgeous like if you go into one of those levels where they have like the mansion you know they it's it's an inviting world to explore and you could imagine being bond in a in a casino level like that and just walking around um getting your uh, martini shaken not stirred and like going around and gambling and then killing people behind the scenes so it, it'll be you fun think they'll do the the assassin's creed route where you can play as both guy and girl and the title is the 007 or do you think they'll just choose like a character that oh would God. be interesting if you could create your own bond. Yeah, being able to switch characters, especially if a character has different abilities or capabilities, and depending on the mission, uh, like a big dude, you, you put him up for like some physical attack, but if it's something to sneak around or be tricky, then you get the slender character, you know, that sort of thing. That sick. just make, makes it a little bit fun, you know. I, I used to play a game for Mission, mission Impossible, and that was a Nintendo. I think that was a Nintendo 64. Yeah, 64. So there was a Mission Impossible game? That game was so good, man. I, I really liked it. I, I really it. liked it. What was it like? Was it like a Contra-style type game? Or like, what was it? It was like Splinter Cell, because you had to do stealth, and you also had to do fighting, and you had to do all outsmart uh, opponents, but also do like tech ty- type of uh, hacking, you know? It was, it was, I liked it. You played I it right through bit. Forgot about that. Yeah, I, wow. That was a game I you you brought out that weird memory of like a kid <laughs> you think you yeah, I love those games. yeah i i did have a so so i grew up with nintendo uh super nintendo and 64 that was probably the last console i've had uh, i did purchase wow. a switch give it to my nephew i purchased a 360 and gave it to the same nephew but he later he told me he had the red ring of that so then he went to uh, playstation 4 but um so i've been on pc since 1997 something like that Wow. I I don't know how I didn't know that game exists. Did you have Did you have a sixty four Lupa? I did not. My child did. <laughs> I, 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 was first, revol- uh, first that sixty four was revolutionary, man. It was. Yeah, yeah. we, we it was had great. like they went from uh, the Mega Drive, the Master System, the Mega Drive, the N64, oh, yeah. the SNES, the NES the Game Boys, all the way up to the DS XLs. You were you're a good mother. The Wii, the Wii U, and now the Switch for the grandchildren. <laughs> but That's I play Breath of the awesome. Wild on it. <laughs> oh, Godskis is here. Hello, uh, hello, Mr. Cameron. Hey, I was going to say something. He's talk, talking about professional stuff here. I don't think it's been set yet, but if you guys like the graphics, if you guys like the animation, guess who created all that? Mr. Hint, it wasn't math. <laughs> no that's uh, right that's right good job on that uh kate thank you yeah yeah she uh wow. she definitely knows what she's doing with that stuff i i uh, do not and um i i put everything that she sends me in the template and, and upload it and stuff but she's the magician of the uh, aesthetic of this podcast and and the fun speculation everything you see with my Twitter handle and my overlay for streaming and stuff. That's that's all her. So. You mean she creates the uh the uh I don't want to call it postcards. They're more like uh pictures actually when you post something on on, on Twitter. 
Yeah, that exactly that. You do those? Yes, I do the thumbnails. Very nice. <laughs> Thank you. I like how great Master job. Chief is Us like women, we do a great Master job Chief. with our aesthetics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great job. Um, Thank Master you. Chief is like watching over our conversation, and I yeah. like that. Yeah, he's a, he's the guardian <laughs> he's over there. He he's actually the the moderator of the chat. So <laughs> you do, guys don't want to mess with the Spartan. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anything else going on in the chat, babe? You wanted to bring up? Um. No. Cool. All right. So uh, another topic uh, before we get to the last. There's two more topics. So this one is going to be um storage options for the series uh, consoles. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I ran out of space. <laughs> and with all the optimized updates we're getting on these games, uh, it's creating a problem. Uh, it created a problem for me. I was sitting at 94% for over a week, and you know I had to delete stuff, move stuff around from drives, and it was just getting irritating. So I, I, um, I bit the bullet, and I got a, um exter- external... Um, one terabyte card thing. Um, y'all saw me. I put that little video on Twitter um, of me opening that, plugging it in and stuff. It's been a great experience. I mean, it works amazing. You know, it's expensive, right? But um, I just want to know what y'all's thoughts are. If, if you think it's going to be a continuing problem now that we're getting even more updates on games. Like I said, Madden's coming out with theirs on, uh, I think, December 4th. And um, Call of Duty itself, if you, if you have Warzone, with the HD texture pack, and you have uh, Black Ops Cold War. Now, these are popular games, right? These are games that a lot of people are going to have on their hard drive. It takes up 240 gigabytes. 240 gigabytes. That's over 25% of the available storage on the Xbox Series X. That is, I believe, now, the files are smaller on the Series S, so I don't know what that would be. But, you know, just from, like, a sheer size perspective, if that's something that we have um, coming in the future on these bigger games like this, um, I'm curious if you guys think it's going to be a continuing problem or if you think the solutions they have in store for us now are going to be um, enough or, or, or what your thoughts are. Let's start with Fugly on this one. All right. Good thing you started with me because I myself went to 98% full on my X. Um, I do have Warzone and I do have the high def uh, pack. Uh, it asked you for it. So I took it. I have another game. So I've been deleting games. One of the things that I did, I, I was able to plug in my USB and I have terabytes. I have a network drive and I have a USB drive. They're all SSDs, except one of them. One of them is a, a Raptor. Uh, which I used to use on, on all the computer that spends 10,000 RPM. It's still pretty fast, but like uh, Mav was saying, if you're able to, if you have uh, patches onto a game and you're able to go back and forth, I, ha- I haven't had the issue where it drops the patch. Um, and I'm not going to buy a one terabyte expansion just yet because my thoughts there is, according to Jason Ronald, he said there are more options coming, which means different sizes and, of course, uh, brands, so it's not just going to be Seagate driving the prices. And I'm going to wait for the 2 terabyte option, so I'm just going to get one for RPGs, one for shooters, and one for whatever else. That, that way I have games, you know, I don't have to have mixed games in a, in a single card. Uh, so I'm just going to wait on that. 
But yeah, you're right. I mine went up to ninety eight percent, and I'm like, whoa, I feel fast. Yeah, and I know you were saying you're waiting for the two terabyte, right? So yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't. I I wanted to, but you know, I I just couldn't do it <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and they're, and they're just so hard to let go of. I, I have the same issue, man. Right now, I'm still full. I'm at 88, 90 percent. Um, it's hard to let go of a game because even though I'm not right now, I'm kind of stuck on Fallen Order. There's that game that ah, I'm not letting it go just yet because I don't want to wait 15 minutes for it to download. I, I want to just play it quick resume, man. Quick resume is I don't even have that. On, I've been building PCs for decades, and we don't have that yet. And now uh, Microsoft has announced that they are going to bring these features to it on Direct uh, X One Two Point One, which when they do, that'll be awesome. But so far, X is the only one, both on PC world and console world, that has quick resume. The the uh, Switch has that, but only on games you have open. If you want to open another game, that has to close, not with the X. So that's why I don't want to let go of th- those games. I just want to keep them there. You know, it's hard. It's hard not to want to buy uh, an expansion card just yet, but I'm just going to hold off. I'm just going to hold off on that. What about you, Lupa? You been having any issues or think it's going to be a problem going forward? I've got a four terabyte external and I just swap over to the hard drive and back again. I'm not paying that kind of money for a one terabyte. I'll be waiting two terabyte, maybe four terabyte if I can get it. But I think that the storage options are a bit bleak at the moment, but as soon as all the other makers of such storage start kicking out their storage, it might drop with the competition price. Yeah, do I you, agree. Do you have an issue where you're, I heard somebody, I think Mav also mentioned it, where if you're transferring games from your internal to your USB, the patch just drops. I haven't had well, that issue. It happened well, once was... for me, but yeah. it hasn't happened again. The, the, when I'm transferring, I transferred over Borderlands and it immediately updated, if that's what you mean. So you have to wait for the update to go through. And if you transfer onto your internal, it does the update for that. But if you transfer it back, it does the unupdate <laughs> back to your hard drive. Hmm. Because they don't want you to be able to play the optimized version from your hard drive do they so i assume that's the reason the one difference on that is the master chief collection uh for some reason uh runs well, when, the optimized version off of your external hard drive which is weird i don't know because i haven't put it back i haven't put it yeah. back i've kept it internal so i don't know that yet but that's the experience i've had where i've put a couple of games in there realized i hadn't got that it they went straight to internal, and I didn't want them internal, so then I transferred them back. So yeah. Oh, it's everything's running smoothly for you now, right? Yes, so. I've not had any problems at all. Like, um, although you got there faster, I actually started downloading the MCC patch quicker. Yeah. Like, first, and then you caught up with me with your faster speeds over there in America. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Eventually, I got there. Yeah. It, was, it was going really slow for some reason at first. It's like in the kilobits, you know. It, yeah, that's just a server issue. Mine was doing a regular download, like it was hitting reasonable speeds, but it was just a big. What was it? Forty-one point five two 
gigs, I think it was. Yeah, it's like forty. Patch. Yeah, forty-one, forty-two gigabytes, something like that. Is it, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good. And Fugly over there mm-hmm. somehow got like on this uh, express train update, you know, and he, he was going like two hundred and fifty, three hundred gigabit per second. It seemed yeah, like. yeah, yeah within minutes. But, but you guys got to realize, I live in the Silicon Valley. Miles from here, it's AMD. Miles from here, Samsung. Miles, miles from here, Apple. And miles from here, Microsoft. And miles from here, everyone. I'm in the Silicon Valley, so all these companies are around here. And they're all on the uh, Fiverr network, so I'm close to them. Yeah, it's, I'm close that's, to all these servers. That's, that's pretty cool. xCloud's going to run like a dream for you, sir. That's for sure. <laughs> Xcloud is a great thing. Even that Tetris Connect game, uh, you play it off of, off of your phone. Even if you're even if you're not close, uh, uh, it still pl- plays pretty pr- pretty well. What about you, Three Bit? You've been having any issues storage wise? I, I don't know. It, I, it all depends on how many games you play. I would, like and flip between games. Some guys stick to a couple things. It's not you know. I flip between a lot. So what what what's your experience been? <laughs> It's it's all really dependent on your play style, and I know some people will be like, "Oh, um, they play one game at a time, so it doesn't affect me." But think about that with multiplayer games, right? You can't really finish a multiplayer game. I mean, you can, uh, but it's it's like less likely. Like you can reach the highest rank, whatever. Most likely, you'll play with your friends. You continue to play, um, and you keep adding these multiplayer games. It's just gonna add up. And, and your storage. Uh, I I had to get the terabyte thing because I just know myself. I know I like to jump around to different games. Um, I have like a very short attention span <laughs> when it comes to video games, except for Halo. Halo is like the one game I can play for like forever. Um, Are we the, the same side- person? I think we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Every other game is just like. I'll, I'll play it for a bit, and I'm like, okay, let me play this. I just jump around a lot, and when it comes to Halo, I just play for for a long time. Um, but, yeah, I needed the terabyte space because I just jump around, short attention span, and so I really, you know, I had to get the terabyte. I, I just know my... Uh, so. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. They say this was an option for everybody, for so for everybody on chat or here that has an X. You have the ability to uninstall the the campaign and then you skip the multiplayer. Has is that an option? It is, yeah. but I haven't played the campaign yet, and then I don't want to get the situation where I'm like, okay, now I'm going to play the campaign and then have to install it. So after I do play the campaign and I beat it, I will uninstall it just to save that space. But right now, it's installed. Sure. Yeah, and I think it is the uh, campaign for all games that takes up the majority or most of the. Uh, the space, I think. You say that, but if some reason, from my experience, these multiplayer games always have bigger file sizes. Maybe it's because there's more than one mode, so they're having to have like, you know, two separate size installs almost. If that makes or a sense. lot of maps. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what it is, but then also you have like games that have like the additional content that keep coming out, right? And that takes an additional storage. Like uh, Mortal Kombat is over a hundred gigs. Right for Mortal Kombat 11, after you add everything up, it's like 110 plus, you know, for for that game, and that that one just came out with their update. True, I have Sea of Thieves, and nothing keeps updating all the time. Yeah, what's going on in the chat, babe? I see you've been typing away a lot. We're talking about uh, like home decor. <laughs> so you you drinking you drinking a grape juice and vodka and talking about home home decor. This is great. I mean, yeah. 
I know you love that. So I saw Froggy said that I need to get a tree. And we have I told you that. Yeah, we've discussed this. She said I need to get a tree for, you know, my backdrop back here. I said no, I don't I don't need a tree. Not because I have anything against Christmas trees, but one of the things I hate most in life is spreading the branches on a fake Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. It is freaking tedious. Um and never have too, too many. You guys too don't buy trees. the real trees? They sell real trees. I've never done the real tree thing. Her family has. Like you always had I real tree, right? Real trees, because yeah. I, I was, I, um, was born and raised in Vermont, so we always had real trees. I've always had a real. Is, tree. is that a real? Is that a real tree? No. This yeah. one? No, this <laughs> is like a pure white tree. <laughs> you know, I, I got two oh, dogs and a cat, and like if I, the cat would be going crazy with the real tree, and the dogs are trying to be. Probably trying to be pee on the tree, you know. So well, I, if you train them, my cat yeah. doesn't touch the tree. But he'll he'll even try and eat this one. Oh, he eats. <laughs> he's been eating this one like crazy. Yeah, my <laughs> my cat, my friend's cat used to shoot up the top of the tree. Yeah, and it fall over <laughs> with it in it. <laughs> wow, our cat is 19 years old. So I think at this point, there's nothing left that he can learn. He's just unlearning <laughs> things at this point. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's quite old. Yeah, he's deaf now. So you you try and yell at him, it doesn't it doesn't even work. You know, you can't get his attention. He just and his meow doesn't sound like a meow anymore. It sounds like a, a freaking. Croak. It's like yeah, it's 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 scary sounding. It'll do in the middle of the night out of nowhere, and it, it'll wake it'll wake you up, and it's jarring. You'll sit up <laughs> thinking like a monster's in the house or something. Um, That's how my cat got. He was twenty seven. She was twenty seven, I should say, when she left. Twenty seven. But... Wow. Oh, wow. So you mean She's I might have to live with this bastard daughter. for eight more years? You could do if he's healthy, yep. He's pretty healthy. My cat was the same age as my daughter, so I know exactly how old it was. But yeah, she lived to 27 and the other two lived to 19 and 21. Wow. This one oh. I got now is a little shit. Yeah, this, this <laughs> cat's seven. always been healthy. I, I will never own another cat. I, you know, nothing against cats. I'm a dog guy, but you know, it, I, I just don't I'm like the dog. litter box. Litter box. I'm is... the dog. I don't have them in the house. They, you use a cat flap and a dog flap. Yeah. You don't go to the toilet in my house. Yeah, well, the they freaking use the neighbors' gardens. <laughs> yeah. How many? Very much a dog person too. How many cats does your family have, babe? That because y'all let them outside all the time, but y'all always live out kind of near woods and stuff, right? Yeah, I don't know how many we went through. One of them died off of They always want one, don't they? They just always got killed somehow. One of them died by sliding on a canoe. That was on top of a a car. It tried to jump on top of the car, and it, like, slid off the canoe and into a wall and broke its neck. Are you talking about about a moving car? No. No. In a parking lot. I had... Uh, a cat. Um, his name was Snowy, and it was my sixth birthday. And I remember him as we were singing "Happy Birthday." He was like, you know, when a cat is about to jump, they do the little, little movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He jumped on my birthday cake, and he was just like down in it. And uh, then he ran away to Chuck E. Cheese, and I had never seen him again. The oh. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I used to live next to this Chuck E. Oh, Cheese, okay. and now the last time 
That was the last time I saw him. Did you look so, in the uh, ball pit? I lived in <laughs> Pennsylvania on like this mountain. I don't even know where it was. Um, good times. <laughs> we all have horrible, uh, sad cat stories. So everybody, I'm thanks for watching person, the Cat Ultimate Podcast. <laughs> Dude, Seems like you don't catastrophe. Well, that's the whole point of chatting, and it's just uh-huh. yeah. yeah, who cares what we're talking about? It doesn't matter, right? Um, no. Did everybody get to chime in on the storage expand? Did you want to comment on that at all, babe? A little bit. Do you? Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, it was fucking expensive. <laughs> Good one. True. <laughs> Too expensive. When yeah. I think of. I could have gone to like Ulta or Sephora and probably gotten like, I don't know, two pieces of makeup or something. <laughs> but your your makeup rate runs out. Go to storage. He's got so a priority. Storage. <laughs> so right. storage. So storage. But you can't delete makeup. <laughs> what do you mean? They have makeup removing wipes. Yeah, but you can't. Re- <laughs> it doesn't like appear back in your compact after you use it. You know what I mean? No, they erase like, it from your face. Um, but it seems like some of the comments were saying how there's going to be cheaper options that come out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Fugly was saying that like Jason Ronald himself uh, has said that they are going to be having more options for more people that are going to be coming out with stuff for the Xbox Series X. Um, I know Clowns was actually talking about somebody that had something that, um, they, they, uh, had showed him, um, that he got to try. Um, and there's, um, who knows exactly that. I think there'll be smaller storage sizes available just for people that want to spend a little bit less and there will also be bigger. Um, but I do hope the, uh, prices drop to like a, a reasonable amount because my dream situation would be to have several of these cards. Cause these things are awesome, right? They're, they're small. Yeah. They got this little case on it. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, if you were to have like a label maker and put a little sticker on it and have like, okay, this is my shooters, right? This is my uh, racing games, right? This is my RPGs. And you could just like have those around like in a storage thing and just pop them in because uh, they're super handy. You can just take them in and out of the Xbox and it, it just works like that. So and they're hot swappable. That's the greatest yeah. thing. Hot swappable. Yep. He so, just said they're called the switch. Uh, I'm wondering, are these out to the public, or where, where can I buy one? Or is that something like homemade? And the or- other question is that is that that would that not work as the same as the internal storage or the expansion card, right? That would probably be something different. Clowns would work more like a, just a USB 3.0 storage. So, curious what he what he has to say about that. But uh, um, going on uh, from that, we end every episode with our game pass game of the week and i chose this game specifically because bugly was going to be here and i know that was his gateway onto xbox and into the xbox ecosystem into game pass so i want to give you a chance to talk about that last but we'll go around and you can end it off bugly with uh with this game so we'll start with uh rebit here game pass game of the week is Hellblade. Have you played it? Uh, should people check it out? Um, it's amazing that games like this are on Game Pass, but I want to give everybody a chance to talk about it. I mean, Hellblade is, is literally my, my background. 
Uh, I don't know if you could see. <laughs> I, I chose the right game then. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love Hellblade. Um, I have to choose uh, another game besides Hellblade. I want to say Grounded. Grounded with uh, a couple of friends. And that Back game here. is a blast to play with like people. Like yes. It's one of the games where it, it excels with like a party of people. Like Spiders will scare you. You'll have a great time just exploring. <laughs> so we need to play it sometime, actually. Yes, please. I love it. What about you, Lupa? What's your thoughts on Hellblade? And is there another game also that you think people should check out from Game Pass? Well, Hellblade, definitely. Uh, the deeper meaning of it resonates. I have a child with Asperger's who's a man now. So it does resonate. And it's very real, but it's a beautiful game to look at. It's a beautiful game to play. I 100%ed it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think everybody should check it out. Another game, <laughs> I have to agree with 3-Bit. I love Grounded. It's a new IP. Um, it's amazing fun to play with your friends, but also you're helping Obsidian... There's only, I think it's about an eight or 12 person crew making it. And uh, yeah. they need your help to, to fight the bugs and not the real bugs, but the bugs in the game, <laughs> in the code. And, um, you know, and uh, uh, I and Psychonauts 8 have been in um, the test server, sending them our opinions. And it's like the community is helping build the game. and. Uh, because it's a small studio, they need that help, and I think it, it you're a part of it. So it's a really good thing that the community is helping to make the game what it is. But apart from that, is absolutely brilliant fun with friends. Awesome, for sure. Babe, do you have any experience with Hellblade or know what about it? No. Do you have another yeah. Game Pass game uh, that you want to recommend? Maybe. One that you've been playing quite a bit. Is there one that I've been playing? It's a Master Chief Collection. Okay, yeah, that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fugly, here's your opportunity, man. Uh, Talk about (laughs) talk about Hellblade. I mean, we got. I I knew I knew Fugly liked Hellblade, and I and I could have swore I thought I heard you talking about it. Also, Lupa, that you thought it was an amazing game. I did not know you were a fan three bit, so that is awesome. Uh, we got three people on here that love um, Hellblade. Before before we, we get to Fugly, I do want to say, Fugly, I know you don't want to see the Game Awards, but I have sources that tell me that Hellblade 2 might be there. Uh, definitely. That's and what you trust reveals. I've sources. <laughs> you, you trust them? <laughs> I mean, if, if it's going to uh, be there, I, I'd sit there and watch for it. Yep. Do I vouch sure for my you. sources I think so. According to my yeah. sources, that's what According I've been to told. Oh, well, man. But three bits got better sources than me, although my sources are quite well known. For, for people listening to this podcast before, uh, in the old format when it's just recorded, I've you know we've said several times that you know Xbox is going to have a couple more things before the end of the year. I thought it was going to be before launch, the day before. Now it didn't happen, so they got. They got some stuff up their sleeve that was rumored 
that was going to come out, uh, or not come out, but be announced. Uh, one of those is the Initiatives game. One of them is the uh, is Compulsions game. And then the other thing that was rumored that was going to be shown at the game showcase was going to be Hellblade 2 gameplay. And instead they showed like the, hey, here's here's Iceland, you know. <laughs> and they had that video, which yeah, is cool. Was a bit of a letdown. But there was like nothing there of like real substance for like people that were waiting for that next Hellblade 2 thing, right? So I think I think 3-Bit's onto something here because that's also the stage they chose to reveal the game with the first trailer was at the Game Awards. So, yeah, Fugly, take it away. Tell us about your experience with Hellblade and the whole thing that with you coming to Xbox. Because, yeah, Oh, man, F- funny story. Um, must have been around April this year. I have... I have no idea. Between games and Netflix, uh, I'm a huge movie show fan, uh, addict too. So when I open up my browser, I have uh, Netflix, Hulu, Xfinity. I have Comcast, um, also Prime. I have, I'm a Prime member, so I have Prime Video. And somehow, on one of those links, I click on a YouTube video, and lo and behold, there was Senua, and I'm like, "Whoa, what is this?" And I got to watch that. The, the the whole trailer of Senua and I'm like whoa what is this and then of course on on between the shows between those I kept watching more YouTube videos about it and it turns out it was only on Xbox because I had no idea what uh, Ninja Theory was I had no idea what Xbox was up to I had no I mean I wasn't into consoles for decades now so I didn't know what what you know how things were. So I entered the Xbox scene. That's how I got interested into Xbox. I started watching a lot of YouTube videos in regards to Xbox, in regards to Senua, in regards to this, and in regards to that. And it took about two or three months for me to finally say, well, how do I get this game on Steam? $30. And then I came across, of course, Xbox. And then I saw the Xbox trailer on the Microsoft webpage. And I'm like, well, this is going to be... And then I started reading into Game Pass. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, instead of buying $30 on Steam, because I I mean, I just love the Senua 2 trailer. Like, it just caught my eye. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm not, not going to like this game. Yeah, yeah, I did. I must have watched it at least <laughs> oh, 30 times or yeah. something. That controller <laughs> scares you, Kate. Yeah. That so is- what I did is I, I looked into Game Pass. I paid $1. And for $1... Mm-hmm. I play Senua, and I beat the game. And oddly enough, I completed it 100%. I'm like a completionist. I got all the uh, the signs and everything. I had that special ending reveal thing. At the end of the, the at the end of that game, it just and I also had that. I was playing it with headsets, you know, on the computer. I played it on Game Pass for PC. Um, I, I had no console. Uh, but by the end of the game, I was hooked. So then I'm like, okay, I'm keeping Game Pass. I didn't cancel it after the month that was up. I also, within the month, I beat, uh, I think it was Halo 3, then uh, Halo Com- uh, uh, Reach, Noble 6. And, and the more I played uh, Xbox games, I'm like, oh, these things are good. You know, they're fun. So that's how I started into the Xbox scene. Um, but Senua, back to Senua. Um, it was kind of a disappointment. And it's actually sort of a bad note for a lot of people. I saw a lot of videos, a lot of YouTube people saying that what they did on the July event where they just put the uh, developer saying, oh, by the way, we're taking a vacation in Iceland here. Check it out, guys. Nothing to do with the game. A lot of people took that as a negative note, you know. And for me, I'm on the fence on that, you know. They, yeah, they didn't show anything about the game, where they're at or anything. 
And when another thing I heard was they did have it ready, but they chose not to show anything. Like uh, Mav was saying, keep a little bit here, keep a little bit there, hold things back for a later reveal. And that's kind of, that kind of sucked. Um, but come to Senua, man, I am hooked. Um, if it, everybody's batching Xbox for, oh, you got no lunch titles, you got no lunch titles, blah, blah, blah. Had they had Senua as a lunch title, it, it would have been, in my opinion, it would have been lit. I mean, that, that would have sold it right there. That is a console seller because I know a lot of people that don't like Xbox, that they've all stated and said, oh, yeah, uh, I'm getting Xbox just for that game. Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't have it. You know. Hopefully they'll have it next year. Maybe I- I'm not sure. The, now that three bit saying they're going to have it during the game awards. I, I and I wasn't planning on watching it. And I wasn't going to watch it. But if you're saying that they are going to show something, I am going to watch it just for that game. That is my <laughs> anticipated game. Of I hope Xbox. my sources are correct. And and also like the dev videos for Hellblade Two or. Uh, no, Hellblade, the first one, is what got me into the game. Like, I watched a lot of the dev videos that they had with the voice actress and, and what the game meant to Melinda? them and how they researched. Uh, yeah, Melinda. Yeah. Um, and how they basically researched uh, with different psychologists about, like, um, basically seeing things that aren't there and how it's just it's a brilliant, brilliant game. Uh, did you yeah. see the um, Did you see the footage where they're they're a film how they recorded the voices? So you have a Microsoft in the middle, and you have people you know going around the Microsoft turning and speaking, and because they nailed it. If you play that on a headset, man, they nailed that. I was just telling people if you're gonna play that oh, game, don't play it at that. night and don't play it with a headset because it is kind of creepy. You know, it'll creep you up. Mm-hmm. Only game I, I think, think that is gonna I'm... be much better as well. You think so? Oh man, that's just. Y'all have any predictions? Do you think it's going to go bigger? You know what I mean? Like it was a pretty it it was a focused experience, right? It was yeah. a pretty focused experience, and that's what one of the things that made it so good at the same time. But people tend to have expectations when a game does well, and then there's a sequel like this. How do you make it better and not the same experience again? So I don't know. Do y'all think they've talked about like recreate? Is it, it is Iceland, right? Am I am I wrong about it's Iceland? Yeah. So, so that's the difference is it? Do you think they're looking at making this like a bigger open experience, or do y'all think that it's going to be like uh, just a more Hellblade one but new? You know. Well, I I, I did it's a little bit of research on this, and lo and behold, this game it's about a nine hour game. It was created by a super small group of developers mm-hmm. with a limited budget. They, they didn't catch my eye, 3-Bit's eye, and a lot of other people, but they caught Microsoft's eye enough to buy that studio on a single IP because uh, I think that is their, their top IP right now. So now they have, they, I mean, they doubled or tripled or even made a bigger size in, in developers, but also on budget. So now they have time, money, and talent. What are they going to do? What are they going to give us? I just, and I've been thinking a lot about this. What does the gameplay look like? Um, in this game, um, it, it has to it, it has to deliver. I mean, I, I don't see any other way. They're giving it money. They're giving it talent. They're giving it time. It, it, they, they're going to deliver. I have, hey, I don't know much about Ninja Theory. That is the only game I've played. But from the limit, I think they only have like 12 or 20 developers, something like that. They they did a great job, man. I mean, that game was flawless. 
What's the multiplayer uh, game they just came out with? So I forget what it's called. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Some right. some people like that game. You know, I mean, I haven't really played too much of it. I played it a little bit, but um, yeah, I think they're a talented studio that's capable of a lot of different things. You know, um, and they've proven that now. So we'll see. I mean, this is it's on Game Pass, guys. So Bleeding, Bleeding Edge. No, well, the Bleeding Edge is too. Is it? I have not seen it. <clears throat> yeah, it yeah, it's a it's a Ninja mm. Theory game owned by uh, owned by Xbox. I, I'm pretty sure it is, unless that was no, that was one of the first ones they announced as the first like Xbox published Ninja Theory games because they already had that in work in the works, I believe. Unless that was that mm. Private Division, possibly. I don't remember. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in Game Pass. It is uh, definitely. I have yeah, also seen Marvel. their third IP. They have a third IP, and and, and I got to tell you that third IP looked good i'm not exactly sure what the yeah. game is about just like the rare game it's called project mara it looks yeah. it's gonna be like a scary game you know it, it looks good i, I i'm intrigued uh-huh. about it i don't know what it is about but it looks good yeah, the, Hellblade yeah. Too. Look the, philosophy, the philosophy of that studio is to try and create a triple a ip games with a small budget and they they really show it <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm really excited for Hellblade 2. That's like one of my most anticipated games besides Halo Infinite right now. Nice, so. nice, yeah. Um, they 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 you know everybody batch is is batching Xbox because of their studios. They got no talent, blah blah blah. But I gotta tell you, man, you guys were talking about grounded earlier, small group and Obsidian. So far, more than the initiative, we don't know anything about the initiative, right? But Obsidian has, to me at least, uh, proven that they are a developer. Not with just with talent, but with I don't know how they're doing it. They're 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 juggling at least four IPs, and they got one that they haven't announced. So they got grounded. Uh, that's one of them. They got about. Uh, they got a couple other ones, but they also one of their developers said that they have an announced game, a big AAA announced game that they want. They're going to reveal. So that's what three or four IPs, one studio. And then you get three, four, three with one IP, and <laughs> they're they're doing some slips. Yeah, we had a comment on the chat from uh, Super Cooper. So yeah, welcome to the chat, man. And uh, yeah, I, w- I would also agree with that. That's one issue, uh, or not an issue, but one thing I I noticed when I was playing that game is that the combat could use maybe a little bit of an overhaul. You know, uh, maybe kind of add to it quite a bit. So uh, that would be a good good thing for Hellblade Two and Hellblade Two. Just like Hellblade One, will be on Game Pass, so that will be a future Game Pass game of the week, as will all these other Xbox games that we have coming. Uh, so, babe, is there anything else in the, going on in the chat, or anything you wanted to bring up, or any last thoughts? You're on mute, baby. Oh, before you go, are you going to stream the? Uh, do you know how a lot of YouTubers they stream the Game Awards? Yeah, I'll do a uh well actually I was invited uh from uh, some guys to actually take part in in theirs. They do Project uh X Talk, which is a uh podcast, and he invited me to join them on the uh during the game awards for some reactions. So uh, that'll be my plans for that. Do you have any last thoughts, babe, or anything for the chat? Um, no, just starting to say bye to everybody. Um, I see we had quite quite a few different people hop in. I see clowns is heading out. Take it easy, man. Uh, Midway is showing up. A fellow four guy, just like clowns. Uh, BJ was in here. So we actually had all four guy recorders in here at one point. So uh, 
thank you guys for showing up. Pong Soul, Avish. Uh, Pong Soul's like in every freaking podcast chat. Uh, I don't know how know. he does I it. it. It's it's I amazing. <laughs> I think he has a bot that just like actually like chats for him and shows up to these uh these podcasts. It's just a, it's the only way possible. Uh, Froggy, we got. Um, sorry if I don't mention your name, but we had Mister Tushi in here earlier. Yeah, he had to go to bed, right? Um, Old man. Cyber Hunter. Um, we had Lady AF. Yep. I think that's us fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was confused about that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. That's what that means. Yeah, that's, I, I, maybe maybe she doesn't mean it yeah, that way, I, I but I'm pretty confused. sure. I mean, okay. It doesn't mean lady. It means as laid. <laughs> yeah, late, late, like laid back. That's what I was thinking. Laid as you know, laid back. Mm, more like the sexual oh. laid. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant, Lupa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm more confused. Now somebody will have to message her after and say, "Hey, you got to check out the end of this podcast because I don't think she's here anymore." But uh, <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, Cyber Gunter said it in the chat, "Lady as yeah." And uh, that's it, guys. I appreciate everybody for coming out. Uh, but first, actually, we're gonna do some uh, quick uh, outros here. So we'll start with uh, you, Mister Three Bit. Hey guys, so you guys can follow me on YouTube. It's The Video Games HD. I just did a part two to uh, what studio Microsoft will purchase next. And I'm doing a, a video with my boss, Paul Jenkins. Uh, we'll be talking about his work on Wolverine Origins and a couple of uh, other really awesome stories that he wrote. In addition to that, I think I'll be sh- live streaming the. December event, but right now I'm just gonna go play Halo. <laughs> but you guys can follow me on YouTube, Video Games HD, and my Twitter is the VGHD. Did I I did it wrong? I think on your name, didn't I? I just typed yeah, in VGHD. <laughs> yeah, you guys ignore that. That's <laughs> wrong. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, well, I'll be playing Master Chief Collection tonight with uh, with uh, you, babe, if you want to. Hell yeah, I do. Uh, anybody is welcome to join us. Um, I will be playing also with uh, Rebit here as long as he promises not to get 47 kills. Um, Assassin <laughs> Lupa, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can all find me on at Assassin Lupa on Twitter and in Party Live on the Xbox. Always winning to game, whatever the game. Awesome. Ugly. Well, everybody can find me on this very channel, on the chat, every stream, every show. I'm always around when I catch it. Uh, lately, I've been playing Fallen Order and a bunch of other games. Of course, I've been playing Halo with these guys. Uh, I'm going to be tagging on tonight as well. Um, I don't I don't have shows of myself. I, I'm kind of a leech. Whatever <laughs> there's fun, I'm there. Um, that's about it. What about you, sweetheart? <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter. My handle, I've always wanted to do this. It's right there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, other corner. Oh, not on my screen. Oh, oh really? yeah, you're right. No, you're it's right. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, it's flipped. Oh, is yeah. it? 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's flipped on YouTube. Oh, there's oh, my, my handle. Never mind. Yeah, that's true. They're all on this. Yeah. I, 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 sorry, uh, 3-Bit. I don't know how I screwed that up. I was in a rush. My bad. I got it. <laughs> um, yeah, and guys, so you can find uh, me on my channel here, which you already are at right now. Um, and also on Twitter at Fun Speculation. Uh, four guys with quarters um, on Tuesdays. And then on Mads Gaming uh, Next Gen Squad podcast on Friday um, uh, earlier today, actually that. So um, you you do that too, three bit. Um, I, I forget you're are, are you on Mondays or are you on Fridays usually? I'm trying to get back to Mondays because originally I was doing it on Thursdays, and then he he changed it to just Monday yeah. and Fridays. So I'm trying to get back to the Mondays. Yeah, there's a lot of movement right now on that podcast and stuff, but uh, yeah, we'll. We do that on, I'm doing that on Fridays, but he also does it on uh, Mondays right now. So um, I appreciate you guys. We, I will be on stream in just a little bit um, after I eat some food and um, make sure that my daughter uh, is still okay. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be playing Master Chief Collection. Uh, anybody is willing to join us, uh, we'll be on stream uh, on this channel, hanging out uh, if you want to chat or whatever, um, and you'll be hearing my wife's lovely voice, and you'll be probably seeing us get destroyed by 3-Bit here. It'll be a good time. Um, I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Bye-bye.